Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. So, so today, today I'm very honoured to have the lovely Melanie Block, who is a holistic laughter coach on uh, the Joy and Laughter podcast. Hello, Melanie. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Pete. Lovely to be here. Perfect. So, Melanie, uh, we we've sort of obviously met briefly in the past, um, not in person, but obviously online, as as the world is at the moment, and. Um, I just felt the energy that I got from you was 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 in the same sort of thing that I that where where I come from really, and and I thought it'd be really really nice to sort of get you onto the podcast just to have a little chat about um, laughter and how how you how 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 you discovered laughter would probably be the first question I'd like to find out. Sure. Well. I'm a therapist, so over the last 25 years, I've studied many healing modalities. About eight years ago, uh, my mum was very, very ill with cancer, and um, I was her carer, and my son went off to university. And when she passed, I was in a very low, depleted place, and I couldn't even offer any of my therapies because, you know, you you can't give what you haven't got. And basically, I was on the floor. So after about six to nine months of grieving, I um, felt something inside of me you know it was like a kind of universal kick up the bum and I I I remembered I'd attended a very short laughter session years before that and I googled laughter and just knew innately I needed to check it out so I went along to a session and in that kind of non-judgmental loving space was so much play and connecting to that inner spirit, if you like, the, the joy that was still inside of me, but I hadn't experienced for a very long time. It was such a wonderful release. And I literally straight away knew this is for me. So I went on and did the training, uh, the leader training, and then the teacher training actually very, very quickly and started sharing sessions from home because I knew I needed to laugh more. So really it was all about my healing and then inviting some like-minded people um, who luckily, you know, we're also feeling the same. And, and that club has been going seven years now, and I called it Wellbeing Through Laughter. Um, I also had a kind of spiritual um, discipline, if you like, um, more than, than one in a sense, but coming from like inside out understanding and, of course, miracles. So I kind of used the spiritual underpinning, if you like, also to share the laughter from that place. And um, I think, you know, your vibe does attract your tribe. So generally, the people that do attend my sessions, although that's not to rule out people that aren't in the spiritual self-development field at all, but it does seem to be that they are more inclined uh, to be interested in that kind of area because that's my passion. And, and that's, for me, where it's at. It's, for me, it's all about the healing Perfect, perfect. And you, it's obviously you mentioned that um, sort of seven years ago is when you you started the laughter journey. And uh, I mean, ha, ha, was there sort of a moment in the early times where you, where you realized actually this had helped you to to cope with your loss? Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember on the teacher training, I knew it was just for me to do healing. I wasn't so much concerned with 
oh, I'm going to be putting this out in the world and I'm going to be training others. At that point in time, it was I would go away and lie under a tree. It was the summer, luckily, and uh, have a good old cry. And uh, you know, one of my favourite exercises, which we might be doing later, is cry laugh. Because for me, that was where it was at. I literally needed to grieve and I needed to cry. And the tears were streaming down my face. And at the same time, paradoxically, they would turn into laughter. Because, again, it's like that cosmic joke. You know, it's like, can you take yourself less seriously? Okay, the situation may be seriously serious, but if you can take yourself less seriously, lighten up, it opens up something and grace can come in. And then from that place, something shifts. Nice, nice. And have you been back to that tree just out of interest? Well, that tree is at Felden Lodge, uh, where Lottie does the training, the teacher training. So, um, you know, we do get opportunities to go back there, you know, when we come together again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it could be any tree or it could be any space, really, that you just had maybe a quiet moment just to kind of know that you just had to, to release. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And and so how would you say, like, laughter's enhanced your life overall? A hundred percent taking myself less seriously. I was quite, and still am, an anxious, ridden sort of individual. And through the laughter, I can release a lot of stress and tension and come to a deep silence within myself because it clears out all the busy thinking and the self-judgment as well. And one of the things I share, you know, when I run a session is, can we drop the busy thinking? Can we drop the judgment of ourselves? Because it was something I had to learn to do and still do, still have to learn to do. So, you know, they do say that we share what we need to know or we teach what we need to learn. And it's an ongoing process. Perfect, perfect. So so obviously over the, the years since you've been teaching and you've been running laughter sessions, there must be certain moments, certain people that you've you've laughed with that have approached you with some stories. Now we don't have to obviously mention any names, but I would love to hear any times where, you know, a couple maybe that, that stand out in your mind. Sure, sure. I remember very early on actually, uh leading a session and it was just before I was going to actually run my very first training I had so I, when I say my first training as in teaching them to be leaders and this lady came up to me and she, and I didn't know who was going to come to the training because I'm not good at putting my <laughs> publicity out there and I'm you know I'm not very good online and this has been a huge challenge as I was sharing with you before the interview uh, so in that sense I didn't know who I was going to draw to me other than just a few Facebook posts um, and she said to me after the session, I've just remembered who I am. And she came on the training. And I had four people on that training. And it was literally because I needed I needed somebody to come forward and say, I want to do your training. And I just didn't know how that was going to happen. I'd been sort of running a year, you know, sessions from home and things like that. And I didn't know when I was going to get the request <laughs> and uh, and when I got the request, yes. So that was the beginning, and that was really lovely. And also another story that stands out in my head is running a session from home, and you know all age groups come. And it was a a more elderly lady, and at the beginning of the session, she had been sitting, you know, looking quite unhappy to be honest. And by the end of the session, she came up to me and she said, "I gave myself a fright because it'd been so long since I'd heard my laugh." 
And the other thing she said was, I'm loving all these hugs because um, I am a body worker as well. So I am fairly tactile. Like, you know, I do like the old hug and things like that. And my sessions, again, tend to draw people that are quite happy to give hugs. Um, and um, but it's also fine if you don't want to. So I totally respect that. But there is an opportunity there for that kind of you know the heartwarming kind of opening and you know connection in that way and she just said yeah I just love the hugs so those two off the top of my head have stood out for me nice nice and it's it, so I mean again I'm quite new into the laughter journey for myself and the one thing that um I find is quite a, a bit where well, it's definitely a blocker is people just don't quite understand what laughter how to do it and and what I mean how would you sort of encourage or what would you say to somebody that was just a bit like I I don't get it I don't understand what it's all about what I tend to say to people it really is just breathing with a smile on your face so maybe we could just do this together now Pete if it's all right with you so I just say just imagine you're just clearing your mind of the judgment taking a nice deep breath just let it out and as you're softening your judgment of yourself, just with a little willingness now to surrender to that that is innate within us, can you allow a gentle smile on your face? Now, all we're going to do is breathe. We're choosing gratitude, a great attitude. So take a nice deep breath in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Let it out with a little willingness. (laughs) 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 And then I tend to tell people, you know, you hear that little cough at the end. Allow that little cough. And particularly now with the coronavirus and all the fear around it, I've been doing an exercise where I tell them to cough into their hand <coughs> all the fear and surrender it, hand it over. I don't want it. Ha, 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 ha. And talking with that, <coughs> you know, building resilience. Because, of course, we know laughter is so good for the immune system. It boosts, you know, the endorphins. It lowers the cortisol, all the things you already know. Uh, but maybe some of the listeners don't realise just how the endorphin effect of laughter and, and the medical research that has actually shown this is the case. So we can really build our resilience and our immune system by choosing to laugh. And even if we don't feel like laughing, the body doesn't know the difference between real laughter or fake. So we get all these psychological shifts anyway. And it is that case of when I sit up, I feel a little bit stronger. If I'm like this, I feel diminished. But if I allow myself to open up and, you know, with the heart opening laughter as well, you know, we're really opening up and we're saying yes to life. So it ties into what I call second wave positive psychology, which isn't about uh, trying to pretend everything's okay. It's actually about allowing it all. So we're acknowledging, you know, the fear thoughts, the anger, the shadow side of our personality, and we're being with it. And at the same time, we're also choosing again. So we may need to be with that. We may need to cry first and then we can laugh or express in gibberish, which is one of the things we use in laughter yoga, which I call Zen language. So it's the language that doesn't make any sense, but makes every sense because we're expressing this stream of consciousness that needs to be let out and when we let it out then again we allow in that energy for something new so yeah so that's kind of my take on it nice nice 
Um, a couple of sort of curveball questions, I suppose. Now is um so so when 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 again I first reached out to you and um we were sort of chatting over Facebook and you mentioned EFT and I do, do you want to just explain a little bit about EFT because obviously I I know I know a bit about it but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it is an energy system that rebalances uh, the body. Uh, so if you've got a fearful, you might want to tap like one point on your finger. And that actually is the meridian that actually supports that system. So you're resetting your meridians by point um, by tapping on certain points. There's the side of the hand as well, which actually, again, it's aligned to when a battery is upside down. Nothing works. So by tapping the side of the wrist, you're actually resetting your battery. And there's quite a few uh, different simple things. I can show you something else, which is a head squeeze. If you could, I don't know if you can with the headset you've got on. But yeah, your hand on the back of your head and the other hand on your forehead. You breathe in, squeeze together as you breathe out and just go. And release your hands. Breathe in and squeeze together as you breathe out. And the anger point is by the side of your eye. So if you were feeling, or I was feeling a bit angry at some point about something, a trigger maybe, I could actually tap that point. And um, under your nose is embarrassment. So I could tap that point because I might feel a little bit uncomfortable and embarrassed. And here is actually for strength and energy. And the thymus point, we actually use this in laughter a lot. We can tap this, ha, ha, ha. And we're strengthening ourselves as we do that so everything is interlinked so um yeah i trained um actually in thought therapy which is very similar to eft and again you can use affirmations and it's also the affirmations are acknowledging i may feel really low right now or i may feel really angry right now but i honor the truth of who i truly am and i choose to release what's getting in the way of that knowing so Again, depending on the situation, I call it a situation. Is that okay? That's allowed on the podcast. The situation you can actually use all sorts of interventions, and laughter or EFT is is one. Perfect, perfect. And so you mentioned gratitude. You've mentioned it a couple of times actually. And um, do you like? Do you have a daily sort of gratitude practice at all, or do you have a I think that for me, like I've mentioned the Course of Miracles. Now, the Course of Miracles is um, it's a spiritual, psychological, philosophical text. Um, and basically, there's exercises every day that are basically saying, get your ego out of the way. Focus on love because that's what you are. When you realize, when you use your real eyes to see, you can see the beauty in everything. So I guess that is my gratitude practice. And there are times, believe me, when I'm not in that space, but very quickly I can recognize it. I might need to do a little bit of, hang on, what is this trigger about? Something's happened here. I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling angry or whatever. And then it's that kind of, um, call it inner work, you know, self-development, spiritual inner work, uh, where you recognize what the root cause is. And then by recognizing it, by giving it a bit of a voice, without needing maybe to spend too much time wallowing in it either, you can very quickly snap yourself out. And again, it is that, okay, this happened a long time ago. So laughter is great for that because we can't be thinking of yesterday or worried about tomorrow. So if I have a good old cry laugh, 
I usually clear my mind sufficiently and then some insight will drop in. And then from that place, I may need to speak to somebody. I may need to stand up for myself a little bit, but it's not from a triggered place. Mm. It's from a rational, clear, um, honouring something within myself that maybe I've not done before. Nice, nice. It's it's interesting you say that because what what I find with laughter um, when I do my morning routine is I become really creative after I've done a session. So obviously you must open something that all of a sudden things flow and ideas just start coming. And and that's sort of where I suppose I've used laughter to for for me to 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 uh, keep me into a nice flow state. Really, it's um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so do you have any other daily sort of routines, practices? I think, honestly, the Course of Miracles for me really is where it's at at the moment. And I obviously, you know, in terms of my, my laughter regime, you know, I have my laughter exercises that I might use. Uh, but for me, it is aligning my thoughts with something that's bigger than little Mel who's wallowing in whatever problem or fear or concern she has um it is literally handing that over and saying show me something different and then I can go about my day and I can be more open and I can be more available to to you know even you know sharing a smile with someone you know okay social distance at the moment but if I'm in a better place I can be there exactly but I can be the one that the, you know is available to smile because I'm not all caught up in my fear and I really noticed that at the beginning of this period of time uh, you know I'm staying with my partner now at the moment just for this period of time in landscape and um People, you know, had the masks on and they were avoiding the gaze, but we had the beach. So I've been very blessed and lucky because I've been able to have a walk on the beach. And I'm sure that has made a huge difference for me. Uh, But it was that this is very odd, you know, can't even see people's smiles. So I changed the smile poem, you know, smiling is infectious, you catch it like the flu. I changed it and I added in, but not the coronavirus, no, it's smiling from the eyes. Mm-hmm. It isn't new. So I changed the whole poem and sort of, you know, just jigged it about a little bit so that literally to say we can still smile with our eyes. You can still extend some warmth and kindness. And I actually got a message from a midwife who'd attended one of my online Zoom sessions recently saying we were delivering a baby. You know, it was a couple of days after the session. And she told the team about we can still smile from our eyes. And she said we did. And it was just really lovely. So I thought that was really nice because you don't know you could say one thing and you don't think it's really too much or anything. But the ripple of effect of that can actually help and support. So that kind of uh, phrase where they say peace starts with you, mm. you, you know, it's so true. We can only ever change ourselves. We can't change anybody else on the outside. We can only deal with what's coming up for us if we're triggered, sort it out, and then be available again. So that's really, yeah, for me where, you know, it's a daily practice and it is ongoing. It's every day. Perfect. Perfect. And and what would be really good, actually, is if, if you can let me know a bit more about where people can find that if people are listening sure. and going, actually, that, that sounds exactly what I would love to get more of in my life. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued, to be fair. So um, that'd be good. That'd be good. So um, I've got um, a couple of other things. So like looking looking over the website and, and there was definitely a session you did at radio one and i'm just quite interested to see you know how how that went it looked it looked pretty fun yes yeah it was fun um it was it was interesting because um 
you never quite know whether they're on your side or not. Have you come across that, Pete, when you've done interviews and stuff? It's almost like they, because they don't fully get it, it's like, you know, you talk about that curveball kind of thing. You can get thrown a curveball. And I was aware when I was doing that session at one point that he was trying to undermine me. He was, because again, maybe I come over, I am a bit soft and a bit whatever. And so I do, but at the end of the day, bottom line, even though I am a bit soft, I actually really know where it's at as well. So I really kept my focus and I just kept on. And I did the whole ego relaxation. Come on, find a way to laugh at yourself because that is so important. That's everything. If we can take ourselves less seriously. So he actually, there was a turn. I believe there was a turnaround because he started to get on board with me. And when I did the cry laugh exercises, well, he wanted to watch me. And I said, well, and I, I didn't do this deliberately. It really came out of that no thing state you know where you feel there's an energy coming through you I said well it's not a spectator sport because I wouldn't say things like that because I can I didn't say it nastily but I when I heard it badly I thought oh that was quite strong <laughs> you know uh, yeah it's not a spectator sport you have to join in so after, after three do it with me one two three and we did it and uh, yeah and by the end he was saying people were kind of sending in comments saying you know they were laughing and it was all good and it was quite a revelation so it seemed to me that it had gone well <laughs> yeah, nice. but I mean again it's that and I am fairly like obviously I want things as we all do we want people to understand we want people to benefit from it as well but if they don't they don't what can we do just with mm. the best one in the world share what we know I know it helped me I know it's helped a lot of others and, and that's it we can't you know if it's not for somebody it's not for them and just I've lovingly accept that now I really do and I don't try and push it on anyone you know I share what I know and then hope that something has helped yeah yeah that's nice to know and it's it's that's something that I suppose I'm slowly getting terms to come into terms with is that actually it isn't for everyone and it's yeah, I, although although I do believe everyone should be able to laugh <laughs> for no reason at all. Um, but it's sort of, I suppose that's why I'm hoping that this podcast is going to really help, basically, to, to just people can be listening to this now, whatever they're doing, they may be in their car, they may be running, they may be just doing a bit of cooking. And, and, and I think this would be quite a nice time now, now to maybe do a couple of laughing exercises. Yeah. Um, we'll possibly do the two your two favorite i know we did a cheeky one earlier but we'll, we'll, we'll do a two now and then um and then if you're at home or like say in the car just be a bit careful if you are driving um because you know like just be aware that if you start getting the giggles it's probably not the safest thing to be doing is driving um so mel i'll i'll, I'll put it back to you Sure. So maybe to begin with, we will clear out some of the toxic thinking, the stressy thoughts with the mental floss. So the mental floss is literally, instead of flossing our teeth, we're just going to be releasing some of the rubbish. Now, we might use a little bit of gibberish at the same time. Now, earlier on, I talked about gibberish. And just imagine it's like babies babbling or, you know, it's the minions. So it's like that stream of consciousness. So any busy thoughts, just go. Imagine you're pulling it out of your brain as well. So use your playful imagination to push it in a flicking And then I like to sometimes imagine the toilet beside you, because let's face it, we really don't need that. 
to me. So I like to throw the toxic thinking into the toilet and just literally go nibbling, sticking a blicking up, cracking a sticking up, blicking a blur. And then let's flush it because you know what? We don't want it anymore. It served its purpose. And uh, now it's a uh, thank you very much and uh, goodbye. So after three, one, two, three, ha, ha, ha. And then it's nice to breathe. So maybe we should just take in a nice breath. We can stretch as long as we're not driving. <laughs> take a nice stretch up. And just giggle on down with that. <laughs> And as we were talking, it's really important to allow all the emotions. So it's not just about finding a way to laugh and pretending that there isn't some stuff going on. It's about allowing it all. So for me, cry, laugh can really support and help that. So I always uh, describe it as imagine a little toddler. So we do it in a playful way, but you can do it for real. If you're in a safe space, you can really just allow it to be proper crying, which breaks into proper laughing. But for now, we just do it as play. That toddler, it needs to rage. It needs to go, wow, wow, wow. Paradoxically, it turns into a laugh because I think we do take ourselves less seriously when we release all that rubbish. You know, we can point ourselves and go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it, is, it is the cosmic joke. So we do that one more time. And then if it turns into a laugh, let it be a laugh. But if it wants to be a cry all the way through, that's great. So no judgment. Again, it's dropping the judgment of yourself. And when you stop judging yourself, you can stop judging others. And when you stop judging others and yourself, there's so much space and laughter can really support and help with that. So let's take a nice deep breath in and rage. all day i mean that's the thing about when the laughter professionals all come together because that is you know we're used to it so for us it's really normal you know for us it's like it's you know for other people that maybe haven't done it before they think it's a little bit strange but i just say you know what anything can be out of your comfort zone but once you actually allow yourself to step into something it it becomes normal and i think for you and i it's our new normal isn't it and, and I did find you bearing in mind when I shared earlier at the beginning about how I needed to smile, I needed to find my laugh again. Um, it is like a muscle. And when you 
use any muscle, it becomes stronger. So I found that through the laughter practice that my sense of humor improved too, because before that, I just didn't feel like laughing. So I didn't find anything humorous either. So literally you open yourself up to all the joy and the beauty and the lightness. And yeah, it is a practice and you can use it as a spiritual practice as well. If you, if you know, if you're into, you know, I'm using the word spiritual, but everything's spiritual, mind, body, spirit. I mean, that's what we are. We can't deny the truth of who we truly are. And I think in times of crisis like this, we really do see even more, you know, the acts of kindness, the acts that really show common, you say, common humanity that bring us together. You know, the people singing from the balcony in Italy and obviously the NHS being at the forefront, holding it all, holding it all with love. And uh, yeah, all these beautiful um, human qualities that we have. I mean, what's more, you use the word spiritual, but human than that. Mm, definitely, definitely. Well, Mel, I, I also asked... Um, asked my guest to run a little meditation at the end and again it, it was something like my first initial thought was like that'd be really nice but then the other thought was like actually if you are driving right now or if you're running or anything that maybe you don't want to be in a um in a more relaxed state um heavy machinery something like that maybe maybe a meditation right now is not the best thing so but i am going to encourage mel to maybe run like a minute of of um relaxation um that'd be really nice but again this is just the if you're driving turn the volume down <laughs> brilliant brilliant lovely thank you p so yeah just wherever you are if you are in a safe space where you can relax for you know a minute or two take a nice deep breath in and a sigh and allow a deeper peace that is available to you to come in after we release stress and tension through the catharsis of laughter and maybe tears as well we can connect to a silence beneath the busy thinking that is always there, just like the pulse, as soon as we put our attention on it. And it is having that little willingness as well, just to be open to receive, not judging it, not thinking it needs to be different. So whatever is with you now, just allow it all. the shoulders relaxing a little bit more. The muscles in the body unwinding, relaxing just a little bit more. Noticing the breath coming in and the breath releasing. And with this gentle inner smile now, perhaps, which is like your own medicine cabinet, even 10 to 15 seconds of smiling in the morning, even if you don't feel like it, actually does something to the brain. How amazing are we? So just honouring yourself and the truth of who you truly are, not just this physical body, This physical vehicle does an amazing job, but connecting to that that is eternal and changeless. 
surrendering to that that makes the grass green and the sky blue, surrendering all conceptual thinking to that that is bigger than our own thinking. Resting in this place, allowing new breath to come in that is loving and supportive and releasing anything that would get in the way of that on the out breath. The new breath that comes is filled with light energy that is nourishing every cell, every tissue, supporting you in exactly the right way for you. We are all individuals and yet we are all the same. And as you connect to that space that I am presence, just allowing now maybe a word that is supportive and helpful, empowering for you. And Pete and I are going to do this together, although Pete didn't know he was going to do this. But after three, we're going to say, I am, and we're going to say something that's nourishing to our own unique self. And we'll say it out loud. So something nourishing that comes into your mind. I'll count three. One, two, three. I, I am joyful. Beautiful. We'll do that two more times. A different word or maybe the same. Whatever's right for you. After three. One, two, three. I, I am thankful. Beautiful. And just one more. After three. One, two, three. I, I am joyful. Let's take a nice deep breath in. Breathe it all in and sigh. And allow the body language now to reflect that that you truly are and that that you have said out loud. Wiggling your fingers and wiggling your toes and just allowing your eyes to maybe just open a little bit, just a little bit. And me and Peter are looking at each other so we can give each other a shy smile because we might feel a bit shy now because we've revealed something and we can look at each other, we can come close to it and we can look into each other's eyes and we can just show each other's beautiful smile and just go, ha, 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 ha. We can give each other an elbow bump. We can't shake hands at the moment. And we can't high five. Should we elbow bump again? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Lovely. That was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Thank you. From here, it's, just, it's, it's just been lovely. It's been Thank lovely. You so much for inviting me. Yeah, it's just been. It's just been. I think it's like. It's just gonna be really nice. Yeah, just to meet meet like just to get to know people like at a deeper level, and it's just it's. Uh, yeah. So what what three things bring you joy, Mel? Well, I wanted to say, let's go like this. And I think it is a hug, I'll be honest with you. So if we give each, we'll give each other, I'm saying we'll give our own selves a hug, but at the same time, I can feel that hug. Can you, Pete? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to open up my arms to you and we're just going to have a beautiful hug. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> I mean, it's joyful, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
you know, for me it is, it brings me joy and I can feel connected to people, you know, in a very innocent, loving way, just like a little baby. I think a little baby's laugh brings me joy as well. You know, you see a little baby and it is just the most beautiful sound in the world. And I think that is what we connect to, you know, when we really allow the ego to fall away and we recognize maybe, you know what, that doesn't actually matter. That's not really what's important here and stay focused on that and just enjoy, you know, the medicine cabinet that we are, you know, we can come back to vitality and not only vitality, but that peace of mind. I think that's the third thing. I just want peace. I want peace beyond anything else. And I don't mean the kind of peace where I've literally given myself away because I've been worried about an argument. I don't mean that. I mean, you know, standing in my power, doing what I have to do, you know, if, if that is what needs to be done, but also not getting into unnecessary arguments when it's rubbish, you know, or it's an old pattern of behavior, which I really don't need. And I know better now. Mm-hmm. And then I can come back to a sense of peace with myself. And for me, Truly, truly, that is the thing above all else that gives me joy. No thought, resting in peace. Perfect. Thank you. So, Mel- Melanie, if anybody would um, like to reach out to you, where, 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 what, what medium is best? Would you say? Well, I've got a Facebook page, Holistic Laughter Coach, and my website is www.melanieblock dot co dot uk so the block is spelt b-l-o-c-h uh yeah and you know send me a message if, if there's anything you feel you would like to uh talk about or uh, laugh about <laughs> that's fantastic and, and i'll put all that in the show notes so people will be able to find that and you know like i i uh, mel, I, mel i'm gonna call you mel because it's it's easier for me um and i feel like we're like we said at the beginning it was melanie or mel to friends so hopefully i feel that i've i've i feel I feel like I've known you for a long time, Pete. I feel a soul connection with you. <laughs> it's there, isn't it? It's there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like like you said, if if somebody wants to reach out to you, then then I I know that you're all, you're there completely to 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 speak to people, which is beautiful, and I love that. So, um, amazing, and um, that basically wraps it up. Lovely, lovely. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate talking to you too. I think you're great. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>